Broadcasting over the Universal Wide Web. The flagship of the NWCZ Radio Empire. This is the Northwest Convergent Zone Show. Everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergent Zone Show. Show. I'm Big D. I'm Lexi. Susan and the ladies. I'm on one. It's good to have you along on this week's edition of the big show. A lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, Caitlin Logan will be here. Nick Foster is going to swing by. Um, our good friend Puddin. 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 And um, lots of in-studio in songs. Going to have a lot of fun. A um, little bit of fallout from the big announcement last week. Mm -hmm. uh, it is true. June 1st will be our last show. So much hate mail. As the uh, <laughs> Northwest Convergence Zone show. But you'll want to listen to the show on the 1st because we have another big announcement. That we'll be dropping on you. It's such a tease. I know. <laughs> it's going to be a fun show, that show, uh, but not as fun as this one because uh, we have a great lineup. Let's get things rocking, man. This is a good, good friend to the show. Uh, he's been out in Nashville uh, uh, studying filming, but that hasn't stopped him from freight training some great tunes. And this is Wes Spate. <laughs>
with what am I really saying? Uh, what I'm really saying is this guy kicks ass. No doubt. And if uh, Jim Morrison were to resurrect and like be the front man for Depeche Mode, <laughs> that's what you're nice. hearing. Nice. I like it. Perfect. Right I'm right there with you. Um, Wes been on the program a, a year ago, actually, and uh, is now spending time over there in Nashville where he's going to school and kicking ass musically. Has a brand new uh, CD out. It's called Transmigration. But Wes is back in town. Wes, how are you, my friend? Very good. Glad to be here. It's good to have you back. Uh, the new sound is awesome. Thank you. Uh, you sent it to me, I don't know, a while ago, um, a couple of weeks ago or whatever. And uh, I was excited because I really, really dug your older, st- the, the stuff you had done before. And you've just kicked it up a notch. Thank uh, you. What... Nashville had an effect on you or uh, you just what, what's happening with you <laughs> how did that what, what's going on over there with the transmigration yeah well transmigration you know what that means to me is it's basically the transmigration from Seattle to Nashville Nashville to Seattle so it's um it's based it's eight songs so it's four songs that I wrote um, in Nashville and four songs that I wrote in Seattle so What's it's like uh, airline you, tags on your guitar case right there and everything. <laughs> <His traveling laughs> tags. Yeah. Uh, so had you been to Nashville before you went, you basically moved over there to go to school? Yeah. Um, I grew up in Tennessee in different parts of Tennessee, but um, you know, if, if I had to claim somewhere, I would want to claim Nashville because I think it's, it's the, a safe. Yeah. It's a safe city to claim. Out of Tennessee. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, there's a lot of good music in, in that state, but um, of course, Nashville is known for music, you know, being music. Well, and it's changed too. Uh, the Nashville, there was for a long time, it was all country music. Right. And then, and then it was the Nashville, they call it the Nashville sound. And basically they were turning pop music into kind of, I don't know, kind of country pop music right. it was the Nashville sound. Right. It's changed though now. I mean, a lot of different genres are getting pumped out of yeah. uh, old Music City USA. Yeah. Um, what What have you noticed going back out there uh, after having been absent for a little bit um, that has surprised you the most? Um, I don't know that... I- I mean, I've only been there. It hasn't even been in a year yet. Uh, I just moved back in August of uh 2013 so um i i really haven't noticed that much i mean i guess you could attribute that to um, people migrating there like the black keys you know have a studio there they live there Um, jack white of course has a studio and lives there now so i think those kind of things attribute to um, things changing because you know those um two bands um you know they i would say they do fairly radical things yeah. Um, uh, especially Jack White, um, you know, he just put out a record in a day. So, you know, <laughs> wow. that's, you know, that's something that, um, supposedly had never been done before. I think it probably has, but he did it on a large scale. So. Right. I'm sure it's and been done before. as well. Right. Yeah. 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 Who knows how good those early attempts were exactly. for other people, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, so you recorded this, um, Late, are you calling it an album or an EP? Yeah, I mean, it's eight it's a collection songs. Collection of so, songs? Yeah, it's eight songs, so I'd call it an album. And you recorded this all in Nashville? I did, yeah. And, you, and you're taking um, filming school out yeah. there, is that right? I'm in a graduate film program, yeah. 
And uh, so probably a lot of talented cats, uh, you know, you're seeing around there. Yeah. But um, how, how do you settle in on a, a place to go record like in Nashville? Because there's like a recording, like every half block, there's a place. No, that's a great question. Um, I was, uh, you know, it's just kind of the a common scenario of who you know. So um, I had the opportunity to meet this guy who uh was actually friends with my dad and so he owns a studio on music row uh his name is bill mcdermott and he is who produced the the record and i think he i think he did a great job um oh it sounds great i'm I'm definitely not an easy person to work with um so so i think i think he wouldn't you admit that yeah you got to be really difficult in what sense do you think you're not an easy person to work with um i mean i would say i'm pretty meticulous um when it comes to things and also like i work really intensely um and not everyone wants to do that you know not everyone wants to uh you know do um all the you know eight tracks in two days (laughs) that's never really a great scenario for many people right uh especially where you know in in nashville like there's there is a high caliber of production there Mm -hmm. um and so I think, uh, not that there's, there isn't anywhere else, but, um, you know, there's, as you said, like, you know, there's music, specific music row on Nashville, uh, excuse me, in Nashville. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just constantly pumping out music. Um, so, and of course, like, um, you know, people want to make me make money and, um, Bill was, kind enough to kind of cut me a deal um in the studio time as well and so you know it was it was great to work with him and uh so the when you're doing you know when you actually get this all down and and we hear it um is is that so from your head what you're hearing to finally what you know is laid down and what we're hearing Mm -hmm. Are you satisfied with that? Are you is it, because you got a lot Does going on in there. there. There's a you know you, there's uh, I'm sure like if you you brought your acoustic guitar if you did an acoustic set of course you don't have all of the right you know, everything going on that's in the recorded process. Yeah. So um, is is that is that added on as you're going? Do you, how, take us through the process of your of your of, you know coming up with your lyrics and then your sure. music and stuff. Sure. So. Um, for that particular song or just kind of in general in general because yeah you're all over the map with yeah. your stuff yeah well i think of it the best way to explain it is uh i feel like a lot of times i'm just puking it out like it's just <laughs> it's just coming out lovely um and then kind of uh maybe the uh inversion of that would be sometimes i feel like i'm kind of catching it by the tail mm-hmm. like um a lot of times um create creation is kind of coming and going really quickly so i feel like i'm kind of catching it by the end of the tail and reeling it back in and then um kind of just figuring out what it means like um maybe that creation that's passing by is me um kind of lassoing it back in and then um reversing it um to from where it was to to decipher 
what the meaning is there. Sounds like it's a difficult process oh at times. <laughs> I was lost. <laughs> well, he's from Nashville. He's got, you know, he's at the rodeo. Right, no, I caught stuff. the reeling it in. I saw the yeah. scratching and squealing too of trying to reel it in. So I was there with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, let's go to another track. Uh, we're talking with Wes Spate and he has a brand new uh, CD out. It's Transmigration, eight songs. This is Navajo Way. We'll be right back.
Navajo Way, Wes Spate. You can check him out at Wes Spate. No, it's tricky on the end. It's S-P and the number eight, wesspate.blogspot.com. We'll have a link to that off of our website, and we'll put it up on our Facebook page. Uh, cool website where you can find out more about him. Uh, if you're out there in the Nashville area, he does have a couple of shows coming up. May 10th, he will be at Ugly Mugs. And uh, June 7th, he'll be at the Music Tree Festival. That's in Manchester. Um, t- do you play those with the band or are you solo? Yeah, I've I've been solo now for um, for about a year and a half, maybe two years. I haven't kept up with it exactly. But um, yeah, I haven't really played with the band in quite some time now. Too hard to work with. Uh, it's, it's possible. I think it's a combination of, of the two. Well, you got a lot going on, right? I yeah. mean, you're in school. Yeah. It's hard to, yeah. it's hard to juggle all of that stuff. Very true. Where do you find time? You know, speaking of that to, while you're in doing all your studies and, and going to school to put out eight songs. Uh, well, I actually recorded this album back in June of, uh, of last year. So, um, so that's actually when that happened. Uh, I was still living in Seattle at the time. Oh, yeah. I see. So it's been, I've been, uh, you know, it's kind of been sitting and, uh, kind of been wondering what to do with it. Uh, I'm not a marketing person by any means. So, um, you know, I don't, that's not a skill I skill set I have. So <laughs> I guess I've been kind of trying to figure out when the good, when a good time is to put it out. And I think, uh, maybe it just doesn't matter. You should just put it out. Just drop it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where can people uh, download or get copies of these songs or uh, if they're so inclined? Well, it's not officially released yet. Um, so See, so we're the lucky ones. Yeah. And you're lucky for hearing it's, them. It's to be determined. But um, I'm hoping, I'm looking at August. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get some printed out and um, and hopefully August will we'll be the right time uh it's gonna you know as as you said before it's it'll be really difficult to do um while i'm in class and working um so i'll have a break in august and i think that'll be a good time to so studying film and then also doing music has one obviously school overrides because you're paying for that and you know you're trying trying to get through it and everything yeah when you get through because you're very talented super talented Musically, it's fantastic. Um, very, you got a lot of talent there. It sounds great. Thank you. Um, but you're in a master's program for filming, mm. so you're obviously taking that serious. Right. Are, are you going to try to juggle the two? Is one going to override the other? Or are you just going to score your own films? What's happening? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, uh, I've already... I've made two short films, which I scored both of them. So it's basically become a new medium for me to be able to tell a story um and use songwriting to be able Mm -hmm. to do that and and have have a visual you know um so it's kind of a new thing i'm venturing into and i think it's something that uh has been done you know um but it's it's really uh been fascinating to to jump into that world and i've always been obsessed with film um 
And, uh, and, you know, music is something I'll never be able to stop doing. So to kind of add a new medium to that um, has been really exciting for me. So I know we've asked you in the past, you know, who, who you like musically and stuff, but um, who, who do you admire in the, in the filmmaking? Uh, who, who do you enjoy seeing their work and, and going to their music, movies and, you know, kind of dissecting what they do? Yeah. Um, there, there are several, um, Gaspar Noé is one of my favorite directors. If you're familiar with his stuff, he did, um, Irreversible. Uh, he also did a film called Enter the Void, which I think are, um, absolutely brilliant. Um, and then people who are more commonly known, like, um, not, I never get his name exactly right, but Darren Aronofsky, mm-hmm. uh, Aronofsky, I think. I think it's maybe. Aronofsky. Yeah. I, I, uh, I pronounce it the Southern way. So. Sure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> and I understand you. Yeah. Okay. I'm from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got it. You get it. Uh, Sarnofsky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that filmmaking thing. Yeah, that guy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, those moving pictures. Um, so Christopher Nolan, uh, is another one. I really like his early work. Uh, like his first film following, you know, he mm-hmm. made for $6,000 yeah. and I think it's a really great film. Uh, same thing with uh, Aronofsky. Uh, his first film, Pie, I think, is yeah, that was really amazing. amazing. Um, and then, of course, like you know, both of them have done really great stuff since then. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson is another one. Um, it's a cutthroat industry, though, just like yeah. music. Yeah, I mean, you're you're like heading into the shredder. Yeah, you know, a little bit. I mean, I think. Uh, there's definitely comparisons to be made to uh, how the music industry was 10 years in comparison to how the music industry, excuse me, the film industry is now considering that um, there's more films being made in New Orleans and mm-hmm. Nashville than there are in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's been that way for a long time. Yeah. People yeah. have basically abandoned Hollywood yeah. Yeah. Um, just because it's cheaper yeah. and it's i don't I, for whatever reason they 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 were in vancouver for a long time right, yeah, yeah, toronto yeah. and now they're yeah. back in the states so they just kind of move around right yeah. um yeah well i think hey good luck on that i think it's Thank it'll you. be interesting to see uh what you come up with creatively on the visual side because uh musically i'm logged into what you're doing i think it's fantastic thank you and um so what do you have uh obviously you have you got to school and you have mm-hmm. a couple of gigs coming out but what what do you have uh, goal wise? What do you, what's the future hold for you? Well, um, I, you know, I'm going to be putting out more music, um, as soon as possible. I mean, I, I have a whole nother album of material, um, that, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to put out this year. Um, you know, uh, whether or not I can actually do that is another thing because of course, um, you know, wanting to, to make the best thing possible. Um, so, uh, what I definitely will be doing is, um, be putting out some sort of a film. Um, not sure what the length will be, but, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be scoring it for the most part. Um, Try to get into like the film festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. I've, I've been in a couple of small festivals, uh, at this point and that's, that's been an interesting thing. It's, it's kind of like sitting here and listening to my songs. It's, it's somewhat of a vulnerable thing, you know, Sure. Mm-hmm. and watching my film with a, uh, you know, with a crowd of people 
is is even more vulnerable okay. feeling. Yeah. Is um, any, any of your film work online where people can check it out? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I do have uh, just a blog, a simple blogspot. It's just Wesley Spate at blogspot.com. And I've got um, two shorts up. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. post those. On. Um, so do you, before we go, uh, do you have any cool Nashville moments of walking down the street, saw Dolly Parton or, <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> I haven't. Kenny actually, Rogers no. walked by and got bought coffee or something. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody. I haven't actually. Spectacular no. mustaches. Come uh, on, something. Well, there's definitely you know there's definitely some good mullets around there. Been to the Bluebird and Cafe. I haven't been to the Blue. I, oh, not since I've been back. I mean, I have been at some there, point. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Bluebird's an awesome place. Really cool. Well, very good. Wes Spate uh, and his uh, his website, Wes spate sp and the number eight dot blogspot.com uh great stuff my friend and uh everybody stay tuned for when it drops because you should have this in your collection it's great music and you do great work and uh we're going to play another song right now best of luck and everything you have coming up thanks for swinging by my friend thank you thanks so much for having me this is uh my love cliche west spate off of transmigration
feeling drunk and I know you are no son of mine Out to make a mistake of a nod and a wave Taste the honey of a better kind All dressed up to please, speaking silver with an earnest cost To any girl you find oh, But you keep moving on till you find that one with some value you
There you go, Nick Foster off of his CD, The Glowing Heart, with The Runaround. Uh, Nick Foster in the studio with us. What's up, buddy? Hey, folks. How's it going, my friend? It is going quite well. Good. Uh, NickFosterSeattle.com is uh, the website you Correct. want to go check out. Uh, is there another Nick Foster out there? There are quite there's a few. There's quite a bunch, aren't there? Because <laughs> <laughs> I Googled it, and there's some there's some naughty Nick Fosters, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got Don't be- click images. That's just... <laughs> let, me just let me just warn you right there. <laughs> We'll just stop. It must have been the Nick Foster Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Nick com. Uh, don't get confused on it. He has a he has a great CD out called The Glowing Heart. Um, you have a great sound. Uh, Seattleite. You're born and raised here in Seattle. Yeah, I I grew up south of Seattle, kind of in like the Maple Valley area, Kent, Renton. Did did that whole tour as a kid and then <laughs> well, did your time. Yeah, I went off to college and came back and actually moved into the city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for those of you who aren't familiar, those are just those are some suburbs that people like to make fun of. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with, you know, being from there and, and hanging out there. Uh, obviously, it affected you in a, in a positive way. Cause, um, so where did you go off to college to? Um, I went to school uh, at Central Washington University out in Ellensburg. Yeah. Um, it's where I met most of the folks I play music with. and We yeah. had a band. Was it last week we had the band on that started off in Ellensburg? Mm-hmm. What were they yeah, called? I can't remember the name. Um, I'm <laughs> We will look. Drawing a blank. We will look that up. Um, but yeah, and and this, they were a really good band too. Uh, but yeah, Ellensburg. Uh, we we had that full discussion last week about not much going on out there, and um, I'm trying to waste time right here as I look it up. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. Oh, it was two it. weeks ago. It was Devilwood. Okay. Yeah. I I actually I work with their drummer, and uh, <laughs> such a small world. And Played a couple of shows with them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so incestuous, this business. So. <laughs> Truly. Just steal, borrow, beg, just blindly, <laughs> just, I'm using that guy. Uh, so you do a lot of solo stuff, though. Like, you, you do, a, and so when when do you get together with the band? What's For you, what's the difference between solo show, band show? Like, how do you determine that? And um, is it money? Like, you don't have to pay I mean, the players? It, it can be, it can be, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I kind of I'll I'll take pickup gigs myself, just keeping uh, keep my chops up and and spread the music and everything. But for bigger shows, I definitely you know call in the reinforcements and mm-hmm. or we'll uh, we'll plan a show in Seattle every few months or so and and make sure that we're rehearsed up and curate a good bill for it. Yeah, nice. Uh, and how long have you been on the scene, as they say here in the in the Seattle Tacoma, the Great Northwest area? You know, we uh, we booked the first Nick Foster band show a couple of years ago at the Sunset. So it's not a bad place to start. Yeah, so that's that's about how long we've, I've been pushing this music. Um, before that, when I was younger, I was in a group called If Bears Were Bees with my buddy TJ Grant. They're they're kind of a. a That'd be a great name for a hip hop group. <laughs> you know, that, that's what I thought. I was really trying to push it in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Had to put away the gold chains and everything. Yeah. Get your real teeth back. Uh, now, growing up in uh, uh, in the Seattle area at the time that you did, not a lot of this music was coming out of here, the what you're playing. You know, I mean, it was re- we were real heavy into the uh, 
grunge or post grunge, right? Uh, kind of uh, metal types. So how what what took you in this direction? Because uh, most you know most kids around here were definitely trying to get into the Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam game. Well, and and that's all I was listening to when I was younger, honestly. But um, when it came to kind of like making stuff myself, I found that I was. I was really more looking for a, a writing outlet than anything um, and trying to kind of be expressive and emotive. Um, and yeah, that kind of music just didn't lend itself quite the same way to the kind of lyrics that I was putting together and stuff. And I kind of just found through like listening and interacting with people and, and going to shows and stuff, just kind of found a, that direction to, to take it in the kind of folky alt country-ish gray area that we live in <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's um has been under the radar that that sort of genre but not anymore no I mean, certainly not it's mm-hmm. uh it's rapidly taking center stage even you know just across the country i mean the festivals being built up around it you're hearing it more and more on the radio um a lot of top bands are... Well, it lends itself well, too, to being a solo artist, right? It right. is definitely a genre that you can go out and just kind of bury your soul as one person with an acoustic guitar where other genres don't really... Is that because of the hipster crowd or what, <laughs> what's... Uh... No, I'm, I'm just... I'm curious because there was a time when, I mean, you know, like back in the early 60s or I guess maybe the mid to late 60s where folk was kind of big, you know, kind of... Mm-hmm. And it was... And it weirdly got coupled with the sort of psychedelic era era, which was I thought was really bizarre. You had the folkies and then you had the, you know, like the psychedelic yeah, and they kind of they kind of crossed. And then it just disappeared. Like everyone it, it's it, I don't know if it became full of itself or bloated, but it just no everyone rejected it. And it's it really never made a comeback until about now. Mm-hmm. And uh, this sort of solo singer songwriter, I'm gonna bare my soul, I'm gonna take the stage. Uh, it wasn't accepted. It was like, it was almost like, you know, who's this guy think he is? Or who's, what's this girl? She's, what's she crying about up there? Well, I think a lot of it probably has to do with like how easy it is to just record at home now. That's true. And so it's like, if mm. everyone does it, there's going to be a few people that end up kind of good at it and people right. are going to notice that. And then it kind of, I think people, I think the general way. audience has embraced it too. Yeah. And um, so much music starts that way too, right? Like, I mean, there's so down. much really completely produced music that we know and love that started was, as just an acoustic. Maybe little... it was MTV unplugged. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they started. <laughs> be part of it. We have the, of course we have this conversation after listening to the runaround, which is, <laughs> 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 you know, we, we like getting a little rowdy on stage too. So we yeah. definitely have yeah. those tunes that we can, you know, work some of our aggression out. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you find, uh, as, as we're talking about um, audiences and, and, and your style of music that's you're putting out there, um, playing around the Northwest, um, where do you like to play? What has it been like for you to gather a listening audience, like a, a base of fans? Um, is it, was it challenging? Have you found it to be rewarding, easy? What, what's it been like for you? Uh, certainly not easy, certainly rewarding. Um, you know, we, we have played around the city a fair amount, done a couple decent, uh, Friday night shows at the tractor kind of thing. Um, uh, places like that are fun cause they're kind of warm and, mm-hmm. and receptive. Uh, you can definitely find yourself in some places in Seattle where, where people aren't as like engaging, not you know, dialed in you know they're more on their phones a little bit or, 
but you know if you get in a good tavern warm environment people are having a beer and engaging in the music or um you know we we did the chinook fest uh lineup release shows at the crocodile uh, a couple weeks ago that was a lot of fun a lot of good a um, lot of great acts on that bill yeah i'm pretty excited that we get to be a part of that this year yeah that's gonna good be cool. stuff now uh, just talking about the cell phones and stuff as a as a performer you're up there and i don't know what kind of zone you're in you know like mm-hmm. if you're Certain artists are really dialed in, know what's going on out there. Uh, sometimes you can't even see what's happening out there because of the lights or whatever. Does it bother you if people are, I don't know, engaged in conversation or watching, you know, the ball game on TV or worse, on their phones co- constantly? How does that affect you as a, as as the artist? I mean, I'll, I'll be real. It doesn't bother me that much. I'm I'm doing what I enjoy right. doing, you know, to begin with. Um, you know, and, and people like they're out to have a good time. And so the, the people that do engage and want to be part of the music experience, you know, they find their way to the front and kind of do that. Um, and then, you know, occasionally you catch people's ear and, and start kind of grooving with the crowd and kind of get the room more. And Mm -hmm. it's always nice when you start a set with people talking a little bit, maybe. And by the end of the set, everyone's paying attention. attention The reason I ask is because, um, as, uh, as an audience member, as somebody who's out there, it bugs the crap out of me. All right. People who are on their phones and I don't care if I'm at a big show, like at the, like the paramount or, you know, like a, you know, a four or 5,000 seat arena or a local club where there's maybe, in 25 to 50 these people that are on their phones because it's dark in there already and it's sure. just, you got this weird glow going <laughs> and or even the ones who are t- you know filming the whole thing and so right above your head there's like 50 phones <laughs> you know and you got this bright light coming back at you and it's like you just want to just take a bat and knock them all down so <laughs> well, stop <yeah>. it <laughs> i mean naturally if if i were to choose Don't between the bat. two i would i would choose people not doing that but i, I tend to have a pretty right i mean you can't control it right i mean me, yeah. they, <laughs> it's only the really cute girl he hopes puts her phone down long enough <laughs> Check right, him out. Right. Uh, <laughs> you over there. You please, please put out. your phone down and see how awesome I am. <laughs> well, at least they're filming instead of on Facebook, like not paying yeah. attention at right. all to you. Yeah, there's so I guess there's at least that means a little they're bit of a positive. interested enough to waste a little bit of even though they're bugging everybody else. Space on their phone for. All right, we're talking with Nick Foster. He has a CD out called The Glowing Heart, and this is the song All You Are to Me. We'll be right back here on the zone.
Off of the Glowing Heart CD. Uh, you can go to his website, nickfosterseattle.com. We'll have a link on our uh, homepage for that. And uh, you can sing along. You have a lyrics page. Not too many people do that anymore. Well, it was really just a cheap move because I didn't put the lyrics in the, in the CD page. <laughs> Not many people do that either. No, though. it's uh, true. A lot of people... Um, I don't, I don't know if they, they don't want you to pay attention to the lyrics. <laughs> uh, but it's you're, cheaper for a two panel insert than a three or four panel yeah, insert. Could, that's yeah. why. <laughs> could be. I but, went um, with the, uh, the solid no panel insert. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, where can people get a hold of this, uh, this fine CD? Uh, we actually have it up on uh, Bandcamp uh, for pay what you like. So yeah. people can nice. go download it for free or give us 50 bucks whatever yes. they want to do uh, or somewhere in between but it's also on uh, itunes amazon uh spotify all that stuff and uh yeah we encourage people if you're going to go uh and you know to the pay is at least pay a little bit i mean you know give absolutely give a couple of bucks or five bucks or whatever i mean if you don't have it you don't have it and i'm sure you'd rather them have the music yeah certainly mm-hmm. but you know i mean if you have it uh certainly it's worth it. It's a great CD. You have a great sound. Um, what uh, what does Nick Foster have going these days? What are you What are you work Are you working on a new CD? Are you working on shows? What What's happening in your world? In my world, well, I've been writing a lot lately. Um, been collaborating a lot and co-writing a lot. Not something I've done much of um, at all, really, in the past. Uh, so that's been kind of a cool experience and thing to explore. Did you find somebody that you gel well well with? Well, uh, my buddy who um, did a bunch of stuff on this record, Skylar Mihal, uh, he plays guitar, sings piano on this uh, on this CD that we cut. Um, he and I actually live together, and we've we've been starting to write together a fair amount. Um, yeah, just kind of almost anyone whose music I enjoy lately, I've been hitting them up and, and suggesting that we get together and try something out. And just uh, sometimes it gels really well and, and you start getting a song out of it. And sometimes you end up having a couple beers instead. But <laughs> it's uh, still win. It's a win yeah, win. Exactly. Right? It's a win win situation. So uh, so in, in the end result of that would be are you looking to have, have like a, a album of duets with pe- cats that you've singers that you've enjoyed and, and worked together with or is, uh, what's what's the end result on these songs that you're these collaborating on yeah yeah i i don't know i think um the truth is there isn't an end goal at this point like uh i've been working on a lot of my own stuff by myself too so there is there is definitely the move towards um cutting another record in in the next year or so um 
but I think a lot of it's just kind of growth as an artist and, and meeting people and developing relationships that actually matter instead of, you know, following someone on Instagram so that, so that, <laughs> <laughs> so that you're hip and in the scene. <laughs> uh, I noticed uh, on, on, First thing on your uh, the webpage nickfosterseattle.com is uh, a video for the song Letters, which you're going to do in studio live later on. Um, do you? Ha- what's the process like for you in doing videos? Do you see that as a necessary evil, something you enjoyed? Uh, how much of the project were you involved in? Um, you know, I actually I kind of like making videos, and and we tend to do them. in one of two veins we either do like a live performance Mm -hmm. and and kind of cut that together admittedly maybe overdub a little bit or whatever just clean it up and make it presentable um and then or or we'll do like a produced video to a track off the record uh which is what we did for the letters video uh that one we actually did with digital vendetta uh productions excuse me um there that's uh cody bb and eric miller the the same guys that kind of do the chinook fest stuff Mm -hmm. um and that was a, a great experience. Uh, I kind of just met with them a couple times and we, we talked about uh, what we just kind of storyboarded. Yeah, about. just kind of talked about different things we could do. And I definitely was really hands on in, in the process and everything. And then we just packed up for a weekend and, and uh, went up to Chinook Pass and just set it all up. And I took uh, uh, Jasmine BB is is the vocalist, uh, female vocalist in my group, and and my buddy Skyler I was talking about, um, and the three of us went up there, and shot a, a bunch of cool stuff at like sunset and sunrise. It was, was it cold? It was freezing. Cold. <laughs> it looked, I, just watching it, it looks cold. It was it was literally like sh- shivering, wiping your nose with, with some Kleenex, and then and then action, totally cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, we had a we had a guy in here uh, not too long ago, um, Ben Fuller, who did a video of him snowboarding down a mountain, yeah. playing his guitar. This looks colder than that. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. There's just something that comes it's like across. It's the fogginess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> it literally started snowing. I mean, so, uh, and we didn't like we didn't like get a snow machine or anything, you know. It just uh, <laughs> yeah, it no just, special effects. That just happened. Um, nice. But yeah, I I should probably take a minute to um, since we're talking about the video, the folks in that video. Uh, we also shot another scene with the full band and. Uh, uh, Matt Bainton on drums. He he recorded a lot of the drums for the record, and uh, my friend Matt Stratinsky on bass. Um, he's a great guy. Has really great solo stuff. He's been working on, and then he also fronts the band Van Epps. Oh yeah, um, I've seen the Van. They're Epps. great. Yeah, yeah they're they great. they are killer. They're they're <laughs> about ready to put out um, a new record too. And then uh, who else was there? Skyler and Jazz that I mentioned, um, and then also on the record. Uh, as well as my good friend Heather Thomas uh, played a ton of drums and she plays shows with us every once in a while. And then uh, my old buddy TJ Grant that I mentioned before, he played bass and sang on the record too. Very good. It's a, it's a great record. How long has it been out? Uh, we put it out last August. So it's been out for a little while? Yeah, we kind of we did it quietly. We've just been, we, we weren't putting a lot of resources behind it at the time because... You know, you just kind of—it's got to be worth it to put the energy into it. So mm-hmm. we're, we've kind of just been slowly building um, and uh, putting it in people's hands. But yeah. Well, I think it's a fantastic album, and uh, if you get a chance, 
head on over to Bandcamp and uh, and download yourself a copy, or go to a show. Do you have do you take copies with you and sell? Oh, them? certainly, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have any full band stuff locked in right now in in the Seattle area. Um, let's see, what do we got coming up? I'm actually singing with uh, my friend Bradford Loomis at the St. Mark's thing on Saturday. They're doing like an acapella night. Nice. So I'll be supporting him on that. Um, so it's the second time Bradford Loomis has come up <laughs> in tonight's show. Brad owns our show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of charging him. Secret oh, yeah, home. you guys have he sends secret. <laughs> he sends secret weapons in here just to drop his name. Convinced of it. He brought Kimberly in too this last time, his wife, and she's she's all over artwork and stuff. Yeah, like she's that an for, excellent photographer. Yeah. 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 Um, well, good on you, Nick. Um, good stuff. And like I say, The Glowing Heart is the CD. NickFosterSeattle.com is the website. Go there. Check it out. Uh, go to, You can put the CD in. Go to the lyrics page. And then uh, you got your own karaoke. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Interactive <laughs> media. That's right. Here you go. This is Love at, Love at Your Door. Nick Foster. Thanks, buddy. To the lonely love